Discover how to be a better boss in the virtual world, how to get the best out of your staff, and how to perform together as a team to build your online company. Hey everyone, welcome to the ins and outs of outsourcing, where we bring you enlightenment in offline and online outsourcing from around the globe. Whether you have a VA in the Philippines or employ a web designer in India, learn how to work together with your team to be a dynamic duo, whether you have a company of two or 200. Here's your host, Esther Anderson. Processes are the backbone of every successful company, and yet most of us don't take the time to put our foundations in place. Why is that? An organization is built on three pillars, people, technology and processes. Today, we're going to be talking about our processes and how to put them in place with your team. Processes are really, it's what holds it all together. It's the glue between all your assets, I guess. For example, process can go right across the organisation. A sales process may start with marketing and production. Let's set the targets right. It may involve accounts. Let's get the price right. And then it will involve sales, close the deal. But it doesn't stop there. Then it will go back to accounts, let's get the invoice right and pay it on time. And production's input may involve the supply chain. Therefore, our sales process will not just involve accounts receivables, but accounts payables too. So that's all the big guff right around there. But when we work with our team, How do we start setting that up? How do we explain that? And why do we need them anyway? So we know what needs to be done and you can tell your staff. So why can't you just let them do it any old how? Why do they have to do it your way? It may sound obvious, but processes are just another way of carrying out your values, your consistency, your product your brand, most importantly. People buy what you were selling, not a general indication of something. And when we talk about a product, it could be your product, your services, and it may even be you if you're a consultant and a business coach, because it's all about you. They're buying exactly what you told them they would get, no more and no less. Think about it. No two people do their job exactly the same. Think of McDonald's restaurants. Did you know that there are over 38,000 restaurants around the globe and they are based in 120 countries? How many people do you think they serve each day? Well, don't worry, I'll tell you. I had to Google this. 68 million people each day. And it doesn't matter if I walk into a store in Moscow, Japan or America, a Big Mac is the same in each store. That's your process at its best. So today we'll talk about a couple of tips on how to set up your processes and implement them across your team. So if you've already got processes in place, we'll start with the easy one. That should be easy enough to pass on to your team. Here's the process, go off and carry it. Don't think so. How do you know that the process is understandable and delivers what you think it does? Best way to test something is to give it to your grandma, for example. 
They may not understand what the task is about. The whole idea is to step through something consistently. Whenever I set something up, I give it to somebody who has no knowledge of what it's about. If it's a process in web design, give it to somebody who doesn't know the internet, doesn't know what to expect. When they can have the ability to step it through, then it makes sense. If they go up to you and go, what does this mean? Where where, where do I find that? What does this button do? Then you know you've got some holes in there. When you pass on your wonderful process to your team, it should be a living document. There is always room for improvement. Maybe it saves time or it's more cost-effective, but let them trial it and provide feedback. Then when it is locked into place, review it from time to time or if there's any issues, you know, that came out of a task, go back and check, does it still work? Does it need changing? But of course, don't change it every second week just for the hell of it. So what about if you need to put a process in place for the first time? Where do you start? Whoever's involved in carrying out the process on your team, get them involved from the beginning. It's not just about you. As we always say, it is about your team. You don't want to be hitting them over the head with a process you wrote because you thought it was great. You want them to understand it, get an ownership of the task and give something of value back to the company. Anyway, if you try and put your process together, you've got to sit there and do it yourself from the beginning. Wouldn't it be easier to actually explain your point and ask them to draft it for you? So give the staff some ownership by getting them to design the process and asking them to do their own little uh, brainstorming session, speak to other people on the team, how does it involve them, and then we can put a a simple flowchart together. Worry about the paperwork and, and the formatting and the English later. Always just get your ideas down on paper. When the team have an ownership of something, they want to prove it to you that it actually works. So they will probably follow it and carry it out with a lot more ownership, pride and dedication to try and get it done. And it works so much better than you going, okay, here you go. And they just look at it, go, oh gosh. If you don't have the skills to set up processes, then maybe you um, want your VA to do this for you. Of course, if they already have these skills, they might actually come from our show's sponsor, Smofonzi. So we've got to do the right thing and get that in somewhere, thanks to our show's sponsor. If you're enjoying today's episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Then head over to our Facebook group and ask your questions and download your free resources at insandoutsofoutsourcing.com. Today's episode is sponsored by smofonsi.com. For all your elite trained virtual staff needs, smart office online services, smofonsi.com. So welcome back. What kind of process layouts do you use? Well, really, that depends on your team and your technology. You might use some software or you may use just a good old pen and paper. Either way, you need to use the grey matter, number one. What about your team? 
what are their language skills, their education skills? You have to take all this into account when you're setting up a process. And when I say language, I don't just mean theirs. I mean yours as well. I speak Australian English and the team speak different dialects from from wherever they're from, their native tongue. But for me as an Australian, have I ever listened to a European or French or German or Italian? And they can have very strong accents. It takes a while for you to get used to that European accent. Well, the same with your team, trying to understand yours. So when we start a brainstorming session, we have a team meeting and this is usually by Skype or Zoom. Now, we come back to investing in training. So don't think this is meant to be you do the process, give it to them and go, well, I didn't have to have a team meeting. I didn't have to train them. They just got to follow the process. It may be down the track that you are correcting more mistakes and more could be down the track that you are correcting more mistakes or trying to get them to understand the processes so it is actually a defaulted cost saving. So coming back to our meeting, the team are in Skype or Zoom is what we usually, and I have the video on. I'm in front of a whiteboard and the team are watching me, but we're all participating. So I start by explaining the outcomes For myself, I always start with the end and work backwards because if I don't know how I'm going to get there, I always know where I want to get to in the end. I just may not know the pathway. So I start with the end and work my way backwards. And then we involve the team. That's the beauty of being on camera. And if you don't like being on camera, I suggest for the benefit of your team, you really need to get used to this. I know someone, they've employed VAs for a couple of years, never, ever actually spoken to them live. This is all a big thing on communication. When the team see you speak, they can judge your, the way you look, your face, your expressions, The excitement, if you're passing back an idea to your team, I get so excited, I'm walking around and I'm drafting everything on the whiteboard and they're getting excited because they're watching me and they get an understanding. But if it's, let's say I was just sharing my screen and I was typing up the notes, they could see that it lacks a bit of the excitement. With building your team, setting the the relationships, you really need to get them Well, as accountability partners, and they've got ownership in your team, in your company, so get them involved. It may be a simple process that you're trying to impart, but it's not necessarily about the process or what the task is actually doing. For example, uh, running invoices, which is boring anyway, but that is something that needs to be exactly done. But when you can inject some excitement ask for their input, and then go round the room. We always do a round robin. What do you think? Does that work for you? Then they'll always have questions and often left field that you never even thought of, you know, that someone may misconstrue it or uh, you need clarification. Believe it or not, by being on video and them seeing you, it actually increases their comprehension by about 63%. So it's certainly worthwhile. 
besides in a virtual office or you have a virtual company and think of yourself not as a home-based business. Scrap that. The moment you employ someone overseas, you have a virtual-based company. Nobody needs to know there's just you and one staff and you need to move on from that mindset. So once you're writing everything down and you're asking for everybody's input and ideas and then you sort of brain dump, brainstorm, write everything up, then you start setting out this was your goal, working back from there, and it sounds simple. Step it out, one, two, three, four, five. List the items. How do you go through? You can, once it transfers to your process document, you can always pad out the document or you can always pad out the paragraph with all the ifs, buts, maybes, clarifications, but just keep the headlines and the steps themselves very simplistic. When you've done all that, give it to somebody else to write up. You shouldn't be doing that. That's something your super duper VA can do or the head of a department. And remember, they could be a department of one. People will never know except you. It's all a sense of well-being and that you have a company with And it may be the same VA managing HR and invoice and staffing and paperwork, but they're head of your HR accounts and administration departments. Mindset over matter. You have a virtual company. Remember that. So on our website, we actually have a sample process chart there. Uh, We have several things on our resources page, so just jump over and you can download those. And uh, I'd be interested to hear of any issues that you had implementing processes. In uh, So jump over to our Facebook group and um, ask us any questions there. We always look forward to any questions that you may have and we look forward to answering them on our podcast. Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to seeing you next time on our ins and outs of outsourcing. Head over to our website, insandoutsofoutsourcing.com to check out all the resources available for you and your team. Connect with us on Facebook and ask your questions in the group. We look forward to you joining us next time on the ins and outs of outsourcing.